From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, VK4 Baker Baker. It is the WIA News, this for week commencing November 4, 2012, and what a week it's been, particularly for our friends in eastern USA and southeastern Canada. Our thoughts are there with you. As you listen to this, the WIA Global Edition of our National News Service. Delegates are prepared for the International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 Conference being held in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. The WIA delegate is Jeff Atkinson, VK3TL, with Peter Young, VK3, Mike Victor. Robert Broomhead caught up with Jeff, who's getting ready to head to Nam. We fly out this weekend, in fact, and the conference is from the 5th to the 9th of November. We are meeting with uh, many of the societies from Region 3. There are, in fact, a total of 30 member societies. They won't all be there, but a good number will be, and we're looking forward to uh, the week with them. And I understand uh, Peter Young, VK3MV, will also be joining you on the uh, trip. That's correct. Peter is uh, the monitoring service representative for the region, and um, he will bring a lot of uh, good contribution to discussion as well. Now, Michael Owen was originally the president of Region 3, but sadly with his passing, the uh, the position uh, became vacant and Peter Lake uh, from New Zealand is now the new IARU Region 3 president. Um, when you go over there, what are some of the hot topics that uh, you'll be talking about and addressing, Jeff? Well, we'll be discussing many items, uh, WRC 15, uh, matters concerning ITU, harmonisation of licence qualifications, band plans, monitoring service, emergency communications, Region 3 finances and subscriptions, and of course there will be the election of new directors for the next three years. Maybe some constitutional changes as well. Uh, We'll also receive reports from the member societies. So it's a very full-on program and we break out into small discussion groups and then take our uh, considerations back to the General Assembly at the end of the week. Again, that conference, November 5 through 9. In Queensland, the Treasurer for Minister for Trade, the Honourable Tim Nichols, has called for expressions of interest from parties wanting to participate in the new Government Wireless Network project, which will enhance digital radio communications. Mr Nichols said this new Queensland Government Wireless Network would improve safety and security at major events, such as the G20 Summit in Brisbane and the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast by allowing far greater coordination between agencies. The federal government will allocate only half the radio spectrum sought by emergency services, a move that state premiers say puts lives in danger. Under the preliminary plan announced Monday last by Attorney General Nicola Roxon and the ACMA, emergency services will be given 10 megahertz of total spectrum for their exclusive use, less than half the minimum police and fire services were demanding. The Spectrum will be offered in the same 800 meg band used by Telstra and Vodafone for its 3G networks. Across Australia, from Victor Kilo 1, Whiskey India Alpha, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Townsville region, you can hear this news on the Victor Kilo 4, Romeo Alpha Tango and Victor Kilo 4, Whiskey India Tango radio systems, 146 decibel 7 MHz at 2300 hours universal coordinated time which translates to 9am Townsville Standard Time every Sunday morning. 
From the Tarkadian retransmit team, this is Gavin, Victor Kilo for Zulu Zulu. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The battle over New South Wales planning restrictions on amateur radio antenna masts continues apace. As I reminded listeners on last week's broadcast, the New South Wales Government is undertaking comprehensive reform to its planning laws. The first review in more than 30 years. But the State's Department of Planning and Infrastructure has told the Sydney Morning Herald that they're not planning any changes to amateur radio aerial regulation. A spokesman told journalist Nicole Hashem from the Sydney Morning Herald that allowing higher aerials without a detailed development application process could cause unacceptable streetscape and neighbourhood safety issues. This is in a story published in the Sydney Morning Herald on page 5 of the Wednesday 31st October issue. You'll find a link on the WIA website. Or go to the SMH website and enter Amateur Radio into the search panel. The story is headlined, Amateur Radio Bus Battled Against Messages Through Council Red Tape. Amateurs of New South Wales, you need to tell the planning reform bureaucrats that this attitude makes you mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore. Many of you made submissions when the whole process opened up a year ago. If you sent a submission last year, you need to do it again and get all your mates to write and send a submission. It isn't hard. Full details of how to do it are on the WIA website under Antenna Masts in New South Wales. More submissions required. It's time to express your disappointment at being left out of the planning reforms. You have until close of business on Friday 9th November. That's this coming Friday. In the meantime, the WIA has lodged a submission to the Local Government Regulation Review, which is now on the WIA website news under Antenna Masts in New South Wales. The submission has been published on the Independent Pricing and Regulatory Tribunal website. Amateurs of New South Wales, the battle has only just begun. Get cracking. There'll be more to do once you've sent this lot of submissions. I will reveal more in the weeks to come. In the meantime, I'd like to thank those who helped get the Sydney Morning Herald story together. Listen, George, Manly Warringah and Waverley Amateur Radio Societies, plus Mark Chapman, VK2MP, Compton Allen, VK2HRX, and Jim Linton, VK3PC. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Clubs are the backbone of organised amateur radio in any given location. Although it's entirely possible to live a full and busy amateur radio life outside of a club, there are many reasons why joining and participating in a club are beneficial to you. There is evidence that a person who has social capital will fare better in terms of their enjoyment of life and in their mental health. What is social capital? It's pretty easy, you've probably worked it out already. It's the things you do together with other people, the clubs and groups that you participate in, and the friends and family that you engage with regularly. So even before we look at the benefits to amateur radio, especially your amateur radio career, having social capital puts you in a good position to enjoy a socially healthy life. Now let's look at clubs. By participating in a club, you get to share your own experiences and knowledge and at the same time benefit from others sharing the same things. A group of people working together in a club setting can bring about some great results that individuals would find it hard to achieve. In these days of increasing restrictions on what we as amateurs can do in our own backyards, we can look to clubs to provide a shack and have a decent crop of antennas. 
where your radio activities may be restricted at home, in the club setting, you're back in the good old days. So there are lots of perfectly acceptable self-centred reasons for becoming a member of an amateur radio club and a load of other reasons to be part of a sharing community. So if you've not considered joining a club or you've fallen away from club membership and wondering why your amateur radio life has dulled down, stop a while and consider or reconsider your local clubs. The Wireless Institute of Australia supports amateur radio clubs by advertising them on its website, making affordable club insurance available, giving space in the amateur radio magazine for club reports and activities, and the club grant scheme. I'm Bob, VK6POP. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Buckle up, we will try it in 80 seconds around VK. In VK1, CRARC will shortly hold their bi-monthly foundation weekend course. This on November 10 and 11. Also running concurrently any upgrades that are required on the Saturday of the foundation course. This will be CRARC's last course for the year. The next scheduled foundation course with upgrade assessments will be March 9 and 10, 2013. VK3 and Amateur Radio Victoria say a proposed new homebrew construction group will meet Saturday next, November 10, from 2pm with Rob, Victor Kilo 3, Mike Queen in the chair. This at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. Also at the venue on the following Tuesday, November 13, starting at 8pm, the next quarterly meeting, Speaking Night. This with the topic Demystify SWR by Peter Cousins, VK3 BFG. Sunday, November 25, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club will hold its inaugural radio fest at Rosebud on Mornington Peninsula, just an hour's drive from the southern and southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. The event will be held at the Eastbourne Primary School Auditorium at Alambambi Avenue, Rosebud, where off-street parking is available. Ticket sales, outdoor show and tell activities at 8am. The auditorium open to the public at 9.30 with an entry fee of $5. Catering for the event being handled by the school's Parent and Friends Association. Bring your partner, make a day of it on the Mornington Peninsula, November 25. For further information, including table bookings, visit the web address shown on this week's text news. Best read at wia.org.au. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. I'm Jason and this is the International News with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. In the USA, Hurricane Sandy knocked out a small number of 911 call centres, forcing the emergency service to be rerouted, the Federal Communication Commission's top official said on Tuesday. Some of the rerouted calls came in without location information that police or firefighters need to find the caller, FCC chairman told a news conference. 25% of cell phone towers and other cell sites in the states hit by Sandy were knocked out of service while still more were running on backup power. The FCC had three roll call teams ready with specialised equipment that can analyse which frequencies are still carrying signals and which frequencies have gone dark. The information helps FEMA and state officials restore communication services. 
In uptown Manhattan, data centres hosted in a telecom hotel that houses Google's New York headquarters were reporting outages as well, apparently because backup power failed when commercial power was cut Monday evening. Renesis Corp, which monitors the pathways of the internet, said New York is a major transit point for international telecommunications traffic, and the firm said carriers were scrambling to route traffic around it. Amazingly, way back in 1997, Radio Hams prepared a Hurricane Sandy drill. This drill for Hurricane Sandy hitting the East Coast 15 years ago in October 1997. The simulated emergency test was carried out by members of the American Radio Relay League in Westchester County, New York. They envisaged that a fictional hurricane called Sandy would take a path that brought it through northern New Jersey and New York State. The 1997 Hurricane Sandy drill was based on a real hurricane that occurred in 1938. The original web pages from the Hurricane Sandy drill are still available online. To Germany now, Germany's National Amateur Radio Society, the Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, or DARC, will be asking the German Commission for Electrical, Electronic and Information Technologies to oppose a new pan-European draft powerline transmission standard. During its October 22nd meeting, the DARC board discussed the pros and cons of the proposed draft standard. While it said it recognises the new draft provided for some non-binding commitments for notching out certain frequencies in the amateur bands, it also noted that it fears the future ambitions of the manufacturers of other PLC products in the direction of higher limits for the emission of harmful electromagnetic or EMC interference. This could lead to a weakening of the previous limits in other European EMC standards. This new standard concerns the devices that people install in their homes to run data over their house wiring. It has nothing to do with PLC or BPL that is carried over the company power networks. In India, a group of students in Gujarat will reach out to the stars. For the first time in India, about 500 students will have a live chat with Sunita Williams, KD5PLB, the Indian origin astronaut aboard the International Space Station through ham radio set up at Science City in Ahmedabad. We have got a go-ahead from National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, to organise the talk and they are trying to hold the event on November 14, celebrated as Children's Day in India. It is a great opportunity for the students as they would be talking to KD5PLB Sunita Williams in space. As she has roots in Gujarat, it is all the more special for us, said Ravi Sajina, additional Chief Secretary, Department of Science and Technology. The scientific community from the state contacted NASA soon after Williams set off on her record-breaking journey in July this year. Closure of TV Channel 1 and ZL Access to 6 Metres update. Changes will be coming to the 6 Metre band in the land of the long white cloud, but not as quickly as some hams in New Zealand had hoped for. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline, said... Amateurs across New Zealand may have to wait a bit longer to get full access to the 6 metre band. As previously reported, 50 to 51 megahertz down under is to be returned to amateur radio once all Channel 1 television has ceased using the spectrum and the current management right for this band expires. What may not be known by some hams is that the last New Zealand Channel 1 television transmitter is not due to be closed down until November 2013. After that, the management right under which it operates does not expire until August 2015. IRTS Technical Panel. I'm Aidan, Echo India 7, Julia Charlie, for the WIA National News Service Australia. 
we at the IRTS are planning to launch a new service for our membership. In our ongoing endeavours to engage more fully with our membership, we have identified an area we feel could be of significant benefit to them. The IRTS Technical Panel is a group of volunteers who have expertise in or experience of different aspects of amateur radio. A single point of contact for communicating with the panel and the aim is to help radio amateurs with technical or other operational problems. The query will be distributed to all the members of the technical panel and the resolution to the query emailed back to the member. This another first for the IRTS. News, talk and radio sport here with VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ. Dateline 2012. Worldwide JIDX contest November 10 and 11. Worldwide WAE Ritty November 10 and 11. Worldwide CQWWDX contest CW November 24 and 25. VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day November 24 and 25. The VHF UHF field days provide VHF UHF operators with the opportunity to hit for the hills and see how far they can work. The field days have separate sections for single and multiple operator stations. The duration of the field day is 24 hours, but there are also 8-hour sections for operators who may not be able to camp overnight. Most club stations prefer to operate for the full 24 hours. The field days also generate plenty of activity from home stations, so there is also a separate home stations section. The scoring is based on grid locator squares. Each new square work gives quite a boost to the score and this encourages the entrance to operate from locations in grid squares that normally don't get a great amount of amateur activity. There are no mode restrictions except that all contacts must be simplex so contacts through repeaters or satellites are not allowed. It is possible to do very well with only modest antennas if you pick a good hilltop. Another option, if your station is easily transportable, is to operate from more than one grid square during the contest period. The overriding aim is to get away for the weekend and have fun. But next after that, the aims are to encourage more activity on VHF and microwave bands, to encourage people to work greater distances than usual by operating portable and to provide opportunities for people to activate and work into new grid squares. And the final biggie for November is the ARRL's 160 metre contest, that on November 30. 2012 Remembrance Day Contest Results and Report Alan BK4SN, the WIA RD Contest Manager, has posted to the WIA website a full 18-page PDF report. That includes the AR blurb and many more statistics and soapbox comments. Alan advises that there is also a PDF file of your state winner certificates available for downloading, so you can print off your own certificate if you were lucky enough to come first, second or third in your state, territory, P2 or ZL. VK4SN also adds that all major place getters will be receiving a mail certificate from the WIA National Office. Finally, Alan wishes everyone best 73 and thanks you for your RD logs and participation. Special event stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. As part of the 50th anniversary of independence celebrations in Algeria, several special event stations are active until the end of 2012. Prefix hunters will have the opportunity to work for 7U50I. 7V50I, 7W50I and 7Y50I. Details of a special award in connection with this event can be found on qrz.com. On the buses, don't forget that interesting station EI25DB as Dublin bus celebrates its 25th birthday. 
QSLs to Declan, EI9HQ or on LOTW or hemlog.eu. PT0S, the expedition to St Peter and St Paul rocks. This day expedition will take place in late November to mid-December. The actual dates will depend on weather conditions. F4CYZ is operational from Morocco as CN2YZ through year's end. His activity will be from the city of Tangier, especially on the weekends. The Mediterranean DX Club is supporting his activities and is also providing a website with a log check. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With special interest group news, Media Watch and a look at the key news workbench, I'm Robert VK3DN. 100 MHz to 6 GHz transceiver for $300. Forbes reports on Michael Osman's latest project, an open-source transceiver covering 100 MHz to 6 GHz. Although not stated in the article, it's presumed that the RF output from the transceiver may only be a few milliwatts. Surprisingly, this proposed open-source transceiver does not use an FPGA and has low resolution. However, it points to the future of flexible software-defined transceivers at a low price point. The National Instruments company Etis Research, founded by a radio amateur Matt Etis, N2MJI, produces the popular USRP family of SDR products, which are aimed at the high-performance segment of the market. Wednesday's story in the Sydney Morning Herald, with VK2ZRH on radio amateurs' battle with red tape affecting antennas and masts, is online at the web address in today's national news. Best read by visiting wia.org.au and clicking on National News Broadcast. Now, on Special Interest Group News, we'll hear from the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club, Radio Scouting with VK4ZPP, and from up the Gulf, Lynn on Swears Island. Lily Hogan has been visiting Swears Island with her family since she was seven years old. She has always shown an interest in VK4SWE's SOS machine and she taught herself enough CW to make supervised QSOs with stations in VK and overseas. Two years ago, she made several DX contacts on the ANZA DXnet and went home with a practice Morse key and membership of Alara, sponsored by Margaret, VK4AOE. Now aged 13, she recently experienced her first pileup and worked over 50 stations from Europe, Japan and the US. She competently logged call signs, gave RST reports, looked calls up on QRZ.com and exchanged information if she had been to that country or it was on her wish list. She also had a lot of fun. Here she is working Clem, president of Southside Amateur Radio Society. VK4XCS Mobile from VK4SWE, second operator Lily. Hi, Clem. Your report is five and seven. VK4SWE, second operator Lily. You are five and nine. You're doing very well there, and I hear you're getting lots of stations, Lily, over. Yeah, it's my first pileup, so it's been great. Um, thank you for the report. Um, me and Lynn have been looking at your photos, and I love your little black... Doggy, very cute. Thanks, Clem73.
No, she is having fun with lots of QSL cards coming in from all over the world. The coolest geography lesson ever. Lily is very busy with school and sports, but she hopes to study for her foundation license at some point in the future. This is Lynn, VK4SWE, from Swears Island in the Gulf of Carpentaria. Every three years, the scouting movement has conducted a national jamboree. The next one, known as AJ2013, is being held on the Fraser Coast at the Maryborough Showgrounds and Equestrian Park, beginning 2nd of January next. For about a fortnight, this over 200-hectare site will be home to some 10,500 scouts and a total population exceeding 14,000 with leaders and contractors. As been announced on the Jamboree Facebook page, Amateur Radio will be one of the on-site activities and participation will help in gaining the special Jamboree Award. Just follow the link from www.aj2013.scouts.com.au For the amateurs, a special event call sign has been applied for and the word is going out amongst the locals that we would like amateurs to man the station. Previous recent experience with Jota would help, as in Queensland and to meet Scouting Australia's requirements, volunteers must hold suitable working with children accreditation. Keep tuned to WIA National News for further information. For Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Jeff, VK4ZPP. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday, November the 5th, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin will be broadcast on a number of HF and VHF frequencies. The principal HF transmissions will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states and again at 0200 UTC, beamed westward for Western Australia. During tomorrow, numerous local relays will also take place on both VHF and the lower HF frequencies. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. Once again, the RAOTC monthly bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow... Monday, November the 5th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Wyson, the community service arm of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club, is seeking people to assist with the Shannon Safur Rally, being run by the Light Car Club of Canberra, the LCCC, on Saturday the 17th of November. For this event, CRARC have been asked to support the four competitive car rally stages, with each being run twice, making a total of eight stages in the rally. This year's event will be very similar to last year's Safari Rally, with the running of Pierce's East and Tidbin Miller stages out along Paddy's River Road 
Blue Range out in the Uriana and close to Blewitts near Coppins Crossing. 11 field stations plus 4 or so people are required in HQ. And if you can assist, could you please notify Matt, VK1MA and Phil, VK1PL, the Deputy State Coordinator of Wyson ACT. Mobile weather for emergencies. A free session on the Mobile Emergency Weather Station is available to those who will be attending the Global Amateur Radio Emergency Conference in Malaysia. Its inventor, Gregory Lee, HS0ZHM, of the Rural Training Centre in Thailand, will cover the weather observation log form, then the device setup and its handbook. Meaningful weather reports help the decisions by relief authorities and to improve helicopter flight operations. The device enables hams to quickly gather weather data in a reliable manner for them to be reported by radio. The session will be on November the 11th at 10am at the Malacca House, Port Dixon. For information, contact Joy, 9W2PCK, that's joysigt at gmail.com. My Garrick, from November the 11th to the 14th, aims to involve those in amateur radio emergency communications. It's the only annual meeting that delivers training, discusses what has occurred and includes new ideas on how to do things better in the future. Well, that's all I have for you for this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. Not much space left on this tape for the WIA National News, so we'll give you the social scene, then we're out of here. November 4, for those listening to the early edition, is the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest at Goodwood. November 10, VK2, Westlake's Amateur Radio Club's barbecue and car boot sale. November 11 in VK3, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest. November 25, VK3, Spark Hamfest at Rosebud. And December 1, VK7, Miena Hamfest. The social scene in 2013, August 17-18, and it is a big social event. This one, lots of people getting out and about for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Till next we meet, as I said, I'm Graham VK4BB and walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.